ました So I think, right, Trouble with Tribbles. My, my thought was, I do have some Pepperidge Farm cookies, but I'm going to let you guys, <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs down, whether or not we talk about Pepperidge Farm or we just go into the episode. So thumbs up, thumbs down. I think we go to the episode because I find and it. Wow, it's a tie because that was a. <laughs> I gave a firm thumbs up, readers, listeners. I think cookies should be saved for the episodes where we just don't really want to talk about it. Whereas this one, I'm like, I'm delighted, and it's great. So let's go ahead and go with the fuzzy creatures. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, the, the sound that you're hearing in the foley is, um, is you losing that argument, Abby. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> what, what type of cookies do you think I have this week? I'll keep it short. but I think they're still Milano's. No, I mean, that was like a month and a half ago. I don't, And also, it's a new package. Um, Nantucket's? Um, is Nantucket the one? I feel like Nantucket. That's a good guess. I think I've had Nantucket's before. Um, oh, Sausalitos. Ooh. Ooh, milk chocolate macadamia. I can get into that. Yeah, milk chocolate macadamia. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to these. But anyway, we'll trouble with tribbles, like yeah. I said. Dear, dear Pepperidge Farm, we still need a sponsor. Thanks, bye. <laughs> <laughs> but I do feel like this episode is just one of those where we're just going to say, like, yeah, you know, trouble with tribbles. It's like, great. Yes, it's it a is. great episode. It's... I will say, I forget the opening of this episode every time I watch it. There's definitely some parts. You could trim this to a half hour and oh, probably absolutely. not lose yeah. anything. Yeah, because um, the, the first, the, the pre-credit, the pre-credits is just kind of an info dump. Like, it's just like, here's where we are. Here's what we're doing. A little bit of joking. A little bit of Chekhov, Russians invented everything. And then it's like credit. Yeah, that is like, that is fun throughout the episode. <laughs> I mean, it's I hilarious do... that Spock Chekhov banter, which you don't hardly get anywhere. Yeah. Sorry, Paul. Oh, I, I will say that um, this is one of the few times in the series that they use parsecs as a unit mm-hmm. of measure, which I have. I, I, you know, I'm not sure I've talked about it on this podcast before. I think I've talked about it in other episodes, but it is not a useful um, measure for. You mentioned it um, once or twice. Okay, because it's it has to do with uh, parallax to distant stars from if you're on Earth and then you wait a, uh, well a half a year, um, how much that's those distant stars track like that that is a meaningless unit anywhere mm-hmm. if you're not standing on Earth trying to do like distant star astronomy. Um, I just think so, of Star Wars and the Millennium Falcon. It's all I, it's, yeah, they I misuse know, it too there, obviously, but I know it's incorrect. <laughs> But that's yep. the only thing I think of when I hear well, the word parsecs. Well, this is predating it, right? This is yes. predating it. Um, yes. But, yeah, it is a unit of length. It's not that they're misusing it like Star Trek. Um, I'm sorry, Star Wars. Um, it's that it's just not a meaningful unit of length, right? If I said, like, well, we're just going to, um, I don't know, come up with something silly for temperature, like the temperature of this rock over here is now the standard for temperature. Like, 
we wouldn't switch to that unit of temperature. Well, maybe. Hey, that's a bad example. That's a bad example. <laughs> you might. Anyway, yeah. science corner over. <laughs> it's fine. It doesn't matter. They are playing Space Bachelor, though, with a planet. Right? They're going to a planet, and the planet gets to pick which one they like better. That is true. That is nice. I mean, at least they're being democratic about it, I guess. I don't <laughs> Chelsea, know. you look very confused I'm very, very confused. I do not even understand <laughs> well, like, in the slightest what you mean. The planet basically gets to, like, see both proposals from the Klingons. And then give one of them a rose. And, yeah, and then give one of them a rose, and then they get to mine there. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, kind of. But, like, they're always going to go with their own people. What? It's just not a... What what well, we never see the planet, but I guess it is. They never oh, really talk about who's on the planet. You're talking about they the planet, really about... not the space station. I get it. Yes. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that does check out. Yeah, that is what they're essentially saying. Yeah, like, um, I mean, that kind of checks out. I didn't mean it to be a deep conversation. <laughs> <piece here. laughs> It's. I think it's one of these lessons where when you dissect a joke, it's no longer funny. Yeah, well, we, got, we got to that you're point. You're welcome. It was entertaining. It was not that funny in the first place. It was not that funny now, to start with. And but then now, we really... we've, now we've gone off the rails. It's no, so not that much. Now it's not much meat on that bone to start with. And yeah, I mean, once you, there is a point where you pass through, and then it becomes funny again. We just have to make sure not to linger here too long. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> Is this Space Station K7? Is this like Deep Space Nine? It kind of seems like it. I, I kind of think so. Unlike it, right? Yeah, they call I, it, I love it. It's it's smaller, I think. But then, like Uhura talked about, like going shopping. So there's obviously like shops there, and there's a bar, and so That's I mean, it's thinking. not like are all not space stations just like bars, holodecks, and like shopping? <laughs> Probably. Well, I mean, Uhura talks about going shopping, but then she only shops at with Cyrano Jones, right? Well, that's all we like, see. Okay, but mm-hmm. okay. So the implication is there are other shops. Yeah, somewhere. I was thinking that maybe like um, when Beverly Crusher like gets that silk on. I think they're on shore leave in TNG, maybe season one or two. Is that the one where the silk becomes a ghost or something? That's a weird episode. It is That's a season way episode, later. <laughs> um, wait, no, it couldn't be a season two because that that would be Pulaski. I think it might be season one. It might. Oh, boy, it's either really early or really late. I forget. I was. I remember just being confused. It's definitely really early because I was confused watching TNG because I thought they didn't have money, and then she's like, "Charge it to my account," and I was like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> That does sound pretty early, then. Here's me googling Beverly Crusher silk market. Has money too, or credits? Yeah, they're they're never very good. Yeah, Yeah, there's credits, but they're never very good at kind of explaining how money in the galaxy works. It's kind of a it, and then that goes through pretty much all series where they're like, money isn't a thing except when it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, with the Federation, money's not well, a thing, right? Yeah. There, ha- there has to be. There are other civilizations out there, and they have to, you know, if those civilizations have currencies and monies, like, they're if they're not part of the Federation, you're not going to be able to just fly to them and say, "Oh, cool, we don't use money. Give us your stuff." <laughs> right. Which it's is why, true. yeah, like gold, press platinum, with the Ferengis, and apparently credits with whatever this is for some reason. <laughs> I don't get it, because this is a Federation space station, right? 
but um, but the but Cyrano Jones is just kind of like yeah. a, a like a, a yeah he's he's not affiliated with anything he's just kind of wandering the galaxy selling things. But well, is they he say not later, a Federation right? a... citizen? I don't know. He that doesn't that... have to be. Yeah, it's not necessarily because he's required, human. as far as we know. Hmm. I mean, there's plenty of aliens who look human and could pass. I mean, the Klingons in this episode. Yeah, that's one of them. Which, did you yeah. notice how white they are? As opposed yes. to Day, Day of the Dove? Yes. I yeah, was that's, appreciative. That's what I was Well, I think they do it about. in part, right, they're, they're doing the spectrum, but part of this is so that the guy at the end, they could be like, Confer- oh, yeah. it's a Klingon. Right. Right. Whereas opposed to Day of the Dove, they want to make it explicitly about racism. Yeah. So they make them yep. in the blackface. Yeah, but I did really appreciate that there was not blackface this episode, but there were Klingons. Yes. I was like, oh, good. <laughs> Finally. I mean, let's put out there. This is, I think we mentioned this last week. This maybe is the best Klingon episode. That's maybe. possibly true. That's possibly true. It's, it's there are other good. good ones, but yeah, this has it's to be one of the better ones. It. It's, it's one the of the best Klingon ones. episode we've seen so far. I would agree with that for sure. Yeah. Um, and I know there's a few left that we have not gotten to, but um, yeah, I'm I'm struggling to think of another one that is better. Well, mm, Private Little War. Um, but that could be bad too. Maybe I'm just remembered it better than it is. So. <laughs> we'll have to find out when we draw it. Maybe that will be next. Maybe it'll Boy, be we, next. Do, we are on a uh, streak of Good naming episode. an episode and then <laughs> pulling it out of the hat. So. That's true. Yeah. Um, it's true. Can we go to costumes? Sure. sure. I have a lot to say. First of all, the Horda jumpsuits, 12 yep. out of 10 would recommend. There's, oh. <laughs> there are a lot of recycled costumes in this episode from a lot of episodes. Like there was a There's list certain... on a memory alpha and it was oh, like really? five episodes. Yeah. There were like five episodes that have costumes in this episode. <laughs> okay. I didn't get to memory alpha this time, but that's good to know. Did you guys like the waitresses' fairy costumes? I oh, was confused by them. In men- <laughs> like, what are why the wings? Why? Why? I also was, like at least one of them got to wear like tights underneath her super short <laughs> like jumpsuit. So that it's basically was basically like good a Playboy bunny outfit. With it's <laughs> yes, it kind of did, and it was it was disturbing. I didn't. I wasn't it into feels it. Like, it feels like they were going for a motif, but only got about 10% of the way there. Like, <laughs> if, if you do take this to, like, DS9, and this was Quarks, yeah. and you had a waitress dress like that, you'd be like, well, yeah, it's Quarks. <laughs> exactly. uh, because it's everything true. else everything else in the scene Makes also sense. plays into that. Yeah. Yes. Um, this stands out because it's like, oh, it's just like a, a room on the Enterprise, uh, and then... Funny girls, yeah. Yeah, and there's only two of them, so it's kind of like, what? Pink and the yellow bunnies. (laughs) Yeah, if there were, like, several more of them that were kind of sprinkled throughout and you saw them, like, in the background working, like, then I think it would be less distracting, but it's, it's not, it's not, and it's disturbing. However, I was also confused by Cyrano Jones's, like, Hagrid coat, like, there were what was up with that? <laughs> so many pockets and so many places for no real reason, and I couldn't figure it out. I mean, I like pockets as much as the next woman, but that was a lot of pockets. How what do you find anything? I know. What, what did he? What, do you what do? did they stuff it with? Also, do you think it's just like pillows in there? 
I, do, I mean, it has to be. It's I don't know. You know, you can put anything you want in there, you know. It's just, it was... It, <laughs> um, yeah. what was, I, I kind of want some fire gems. Yeah, that, that, that was one of the work. things, right? I forget what the other thing he was selling was, but... He just kept you know, emptying his pockets. He was like a six-year-old who's been off on their own for a while with some pockets, and he just kept pulling weird stuff out of them and being like, where did you get this? And it's like, I found it. I, I like, <laughs> it was just... I was oh, Cyrano Jones as a character is just kind of weird, and I don't really understand the point of him so much because like they focus a lot on him, especially during the bar fight, oh, and God, you're just fight, like, man. but that fight goes on oh, forever. I thought it was supposed <laughs> to be to make you think that he was the double agent. Oh, I didn't. It was too silly. <laughs> like, I think it was comedic relief. Um, uh, that's <clears> yeah, but. He he plays it perfectly, and the choreography of that fight is yeah, perfect, it's, too. Yeah, it's great. I was going to say, um, it's one of the best fights we've seen. I, I will say, too, it, um, so we'll, we'll be almost certainly talking about the DS9 episode where they time travel back to this episode, right? Oh, my God. And, yeah. insert, yes. and then insert all the DS9 actors. First off, it's very hard to watch this episode after watching that and not, like, yeah. look for the spots they it's fit in. True. But it's also, like, the fight and all those, those things are choreographed so well, right? right? Yeah. It's almost like Cyrano Jones is digitally inserted. That, like, he yeah. knows when to stop and then someone gets thrown in front of him and then he, like, tiptoes around someone. Um, there's just so much room there right. from a choreography standpoint to, yeah. to digitally insert people. It was and well done. exactly what they do. It's really, really well done, obviously, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a fun episode, too. That is <laughs> a, fun, a really episode. fun episode. Agreed. Well, continuing with costumes, did you guys see the bartender's pink jackets with, like, the rainbows? Yes. Okay, doesn't that remind you of Wesley's rainbow sweater from TNT? Oh. A little bit, yeah. I hadn't really, I hadn't really made the connection, but yeah. I was wondering I if that's where it. they kind of got the inspiration for that design, because it's such an iconic Who episode. Who knows? True. It's True. possible. I wouldn't... It wouldn't be outside their own possibility, as far as I'm concerned, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that bartender also was kind of just kind of a character that showed up and was did a couple of things, and you're like, why are you here? <laughs> he was comic relief, too, to some yeah, degree. Yeah, and he, but he, he, he was, was uh, great. I liked He him. was playing off the Cyrano, right? So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apparently, was he was a bartender in a series of commercials in the 60s, and so oh. it was kind of an in-joke that he was there as a bartender. Oh, uh, uh, nice. So it would have yeah. been funnier to them. That's I cool. will yeah. say, it is interesting that Cyrano builds himself, What uh, I'm not sure what he's drinking, but whatever he's drinking, he builds himself a, a flight during the fight. Yeah. Like, he, keeps, like, <laughs> he keeps like pouring himself three drinks and then tasting them, and then he, he is never not double fisting um, <laughs> some drinks. I was so a little... Funny. When the bartender, like, first, like, leaves, I assume to go, like, get security or something before Cyrano Jones goes behind the bar, he, like, takes the tribbles and puts them under the bar, and I'm like, dude, why are you worried about them? (laughs) He just bought them. It's his merch. I guess, but it was kind of a weird, like, of all the things to put under the bar to keep them safe, I'm like, I feel like the tribbles would be fine. It was (laughs) probably a script note from the choreographer, because somebody gets thrown over the bar, right? Maybe. That's that's true. That's Oh, that's, that's entirely possible. Well, yeah. And they need the, the bar clean to do it. So Speaking of I the suppose. tribbles, they are an amazing prop. Oh, they are so good. Those tribbles, <laughs> so, man. So good. I apparently, want them to be in every episode. It's well, great... apparently, they found, they kept finding tribbles for several months on the set <laughs> after this episode. <laughs> that 100% checks out. 
A hundred percent. It's one of those, right? It's like, yeah, they're, they're, it's almost uh, the, the analogy I want to use is an uncanny value, right? It's almost an uncanny value of prop making that if you make your props really, really well, they're good. Um, if you get almost there, they're not. But if you just don't try at all and like just <laughs> are on the other side of that valley, you're like, yeah, cool. Love it. It's the best. Yeah. How much did this cost? Nothing? Cool. Great. <laughs> they basically did cost nothing. Like they, they made 500 of them. And I think on Memory Alpha, it said like they paid to get them made. It was only like $350 or Got something that. like that. It was so little. And I was just like, that seems correct. Unfair. Unfa <laughs> well, unfair a little bit. Like, that's a lot of work. Like, 500 of those things. Like, that seems really. Well, what is that in today's money? For, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. But it's, it's probably. I mean, it's reasonable. I mean, if if somebody said you could make 500 of these for what would it be like? Hold on. 70 ish cents a piece. Um, Maybe. <laughs> today's money. Depends on how much, it, how long it takes to make them, but yeah, I uh, guess so. It was just <laughs> okay. To, in today's money, that would be twenty five hundred dollars. I yeah. guess that's not terrible. It just feels like so little, and like that would be such tedious work <laughs> that I would just be like, oh god, it would be, it would be sad. But it's fine. They are pretty great as a prop. Like, it's hilarious. I like how they keep, like, just showing... There's a great, later on, on the bridge scene when the triples are everywhere, Uhura has one, like, in her neckline of her dress, and it's the <laughs> best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it was so good. I laughed so hard. Like, it's just... It's so silly. I really enjoyed just the absolute absurdity of this episode. Well, and it shows you, like, it sometimes is hard to remember, like, given especially when we watch a lot of season three episodes with what the, the crew had to work with. But, like, the cast is very versatile, and they really have such a range of acting ability. And it just took one set of stage directions, right, and one script to get them to this with... You know, I mean, like, there's not really another episode like this. Um, there's maybe, like, one or two other, like, really funny ones, right? Yeah, well, and, like, Gene Roddenberry at the time didn't really like that it was funny. Like, he, he was very much like, this is serious. We're doing serious science fiction, and it means something, whatever. And I think it's important to have episodes like this in any kind of television so. series, oh, really, yeah. that's, yeah. like, a little bit lighter and being, like, you know, we don't take ourselves too seriously. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. And I think, yeah, the, the all the Trek series after this always do that. Mm -hmm. right? um, they and do. I think well, correctly. Like, Chelsea, Chelsea and I have been talking about DS9 a lot, but they're about to start playing baseball, like, really playing baseball. Um, really? And those are some good episodes. <laughs> like, where they play baseball on the holodeck, and it's just like, yeah, um, it fits. Uh, in in that part of the series, but tons of those in, and sometimes it's done well, and sometimes it's not done well. But yeah, but it's still, I think it's important to have, especially with when you have series that are such really kind of like hard science fiction kind of TV. It's nice to have those moments of levity that are just like these are still human beings, and they still like like to have fun and are humans and are people, <laughs> like because well, otherwise it just gets sad. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, and yeah. speaking of that, I think Kirk's personality, when he's like more sarcastic and funnier, like in this episode, is just 
fantastic. I this is I think Kirk at my favorite. Oh, it's yeah, delightful, especially his his interactions with the bureaucrat. The bureaucrat. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I have that exact note, Abby. I like. It is almost I take... to the level of like. It's almost to the level of like, is he going to get in trouble for this? And right. The answer seems to be no. No, he does not. Because it's Kirk and he gets away with everything. But I love that my favorite line might be the, I take this project very seriously. I take you very lightly. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, he said that to his face. And then Spock is back there going like, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, what Spock's looks too. <laughs> Spock is great. There are some great close-ups of him just, like, raising eyebrows. He's so sarcastic. He is, like, peak sassy Spock in this episode. It's great. He's not used much, but, yeah. No, he is. Used very effectively, though. McCoy is not used much either. But same thing. No. Same thing. But it's spot on. And his his scene with Spock, they needed that... It's, like... 30 seconds of dialogue, and it's just perfect. Yeah, it's, it's the great. best Bone Spock banner like you'll get in the whole series. Yeah. Also, it McCoy is... gave Kirk pills. He gave yeah. her, like, a Tylenol. Yeah, it was, just, <laughs> it was just like ibuprofen. It's like, this will work for your Yeah, headache. I'm sorry, I shouldn't, I shouldn't buzz market Tylenol. Um. <laughs> Tylenol, please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> we love Tylenol. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, he strangely though is never in the bar, so I don't think we can conclusively say that McCoy drinks this episode, right? He, no, he doesn't. It's really oh, no, he wasn't in the bar, was he? No, like he is it's never. Scotty. He's always just in Med Bay. Yeah, oh, and he doesn't even Scotty. have a glass, does he? No, no. <laughs> which we would naturally assume is alcohol. How yes, perfect obviously. would it have been though to have DeForest Kelly? in there before the fight starts at the bar <laughs> of course. and he is just sitting there and then the fight starts and, and him and Cyrano Jones look at each other and Cyrano Jones just give like raises an eyebrow and McCoy says nothing and then Jones goes behind the bar pours them both drinks and <laughs> yes. slides one to McCoy I think that would be delightful and I wish and, it had happened and McCoy just sits there <laughs> drinking while this all goes on too <laughs> it would have been very much in character <laughs> yeah it would have been perfectly Because McCoy I, would not get into that fight. No, absolutely no, not. No, McCoy would not get into that fight. He'd be like, I think I'm gonna... Nope. No, <laughs> Sit McCoy, here and drink. Even when McCoy's forced to fight, he's a terrible fighter. Like, I'm thinking of the one they make him a gladiator, and he won't stab <laughs> the guy, because he's a doctor, right? Like, <laughs> he just, like, stands there He could also just be bad sword. at stabbing. <laughs> I mean, he, I don't think he is good at... I think he's written to not be very good at combat. Yeah. Because he doesn't, his yeah. heart isn't in it, right? Like, right. Why would why would he be good at combat? He wouldn't. There's yeah, no reason. Exactly. But I do. It is great though, and I like. Um, I do like that it took Scotty. I, I like that it took, like the insults are all fine, all fine, all fine, and then the Enterprise is insulted, and that's what sets Scotty off. I think that is the greatest character moment for Scotty. Well, can we talk about Scotty in this episode? Because it's it's really this episode that establishes like like his work as his life Mm -hmm. i don't know kind of prior to this you think like scotty more um as having like kind of diversified interests maybe in a personality but uh, like here it's like like he's only relaxing with his technical journals he doesn't want to go on shore leave because he wants to read his journals 
the punishment isn't really a punishment because he can read his journals. Like, he doesn't care <laughs> if, like, the dude insults, like, his best friends or, like, anything. It's only when they insult the ship that he, like, gets pissed off. It's great. Well, and, like, when Kirk is dressing him down about it and, like, and Kirk's like, wait, they insulted me a bunch and you were fine, but they insulted the <laughs> ship and that's what set you off. And it's like, Kirk, have you met Scotty? Yeah. <laughs> like, why are you surprised by any of this? It's great, and I though. did you did you notice in the bar like they have that Scotty and Chekhov had that whole conversation about booze <laughs> and and scotch versus versus vodka and do you notice when when Chekhov's like upset and like whatever and he's and Scotty's like drink your drink Scotty has switched out his vodka for the scotch. Oh, I didn't notice that. No. Is that true? <laughs> yes, he does. And you see Chekhov take a drink and then go what the. It's great. <laughs> What an it Easter was, egg. That's amazing. It was one of my favorite moments in the episode. <laughs> well, there are very few times that Scotty and Chekhov in a series uh, can yeah, play off they, each other, right? Yeah, it's yeah, very rare. Hardly ever. And they're great as a pair. So, And there's another one, too, the um, Chekhov-Uhura pair, which I don't oh, yeah, we ever see either. again. And I love it. Like, they're such sweet friends, aren't they? Yeah, it's adorable. Well, Uhura is freaking adorable in this episode. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh, she's her so smile cute. when she gets the treble. She's so happy. She's so happy, and it's so cute. It's adorable. <laughs> like, her whole like, face lights up. <laughs> yes, it is adorable. I will say, I did have a note that Chekhov in that scene, I mean, I, I understand why it had to happen, but boy, he's really just sloppy with that green. He's like, yeah, oh, he's like, I'm going to set this green down. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. Uh, that was another great little like joke, oh ongoing joke where it's like nobody, everybody but Kirk knows what this special green yeah. is. Yeah. And they like describe it in detail. And Kirk's like, what is happening? I do have a question on it. Quadro Titicaley? I forget what it's called. I'm, well, that's not it's not a It doesn't matter. Yeah, um, MacGuffin grain. Um, yeah. Well, because the question is whether or not this shipment is uh, for eating or planting. I think it's for planting. I thought it was for eating. Oh. Right? <laughs> because the way, like, they've poisoned it. So you would think that what they've done is, like, they've poisoned a thing you're going to eat. Yeah, not that's what a thing I you're gonna germinate. Oh, I figured that it would germinate, and then all of its subsequent grain for eating would be poisoned, and that way it would have, it would uh, poison a lot more people. But the tribbles eat yeah. it straight up. I really thought it was like for foods. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like I mean, like, you could yeah. eat plant and grain. You could eat, yeah. I mean, but it does seem like at the beginning, right? They say that like this is the only crop that grows on this planet. Right. right? That's true. That's what I thought. Yeah. And so it really seems set up that they're sending them. Like, why would they send them the crop that grows there? No, no, no. They're right? sending them the seeds. <laughs> um, yeah. So it, it seems like they would be sending seeds. Yeah. But then the question is, yeah, that doesn't make as much sense with the poison at the end, right? Yeah, so, I figure it was some sort of like advanced genetic manipulation yeah <laughs> i think that, they just like kind poison. of crossed lines in the middle of that writing um you know I mean, maybe that one poison of those didn't make a lot of sense though either it, no. like, it inserts a virus into the yeah, which yeah. I was like, you are correct abby do not don't think about it <laughs> yeah i didn't even write down notes relating yeah. to it cause... no 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 that's <laughs> just one of the ones just let it go it doesn't make any sense <laughs> yeah makes 
I, I will say, as long as we're talking about Tribbles and eating things and um, and the, the things that were weak in that script, it took McCoy like half the episode to realize that if you didn't feed something, it would die. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't that it would die. It just, it wouldn't reproduce. It wouldn't reproduce. Okay, but, yeah. okay, fair, fair, fair. <laughs> um, but like how that wasn't a solution. <laughs> yeah, earlier. early on, I don't well, know either. because they're a federation, right? So they're like they're gonna treat treat creatures humanely. So they should, <laughs> right? And at the end, okay, we'll jump all the way to the end, right? So, um, Scotty, like they're saying, you know, I treated it them humanely, et cetera, et cetera, because Kirk says, "Did you blast them into space?" And, <laughs> like, and Scotty's no. like, "Oh no, I treated them humanely. I sent them over to the Klingon ship where they're going to blast them into space." Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That, I was just like, that's not going to end well. They're 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 Klingons. They're going to destroy those creatures pretty quickly, especially since the Tribbles do not like Klingons. Yeah. Which, all right, I have a question about that too. I like, I'm fine. <laughs> they don't like Klingons. Fine, whatever. However, the Klingons like flinch when the Tribbles are like, ah, yeah. like like what are they going to do to them? They're not going to do. They don't have mouths. They don't do anything. They're just fuzzy. They're just going to be like, like it's not. Maybe it has this... been a while since I watched that DS9 one, but did they dig in? I feel like they dig into that with Worf in the DS9 one, don't no, they? No, they don't. They, they don't. don't. Okay. I actually so. happened to have watched this like a week and a half, this episode in DS9 a, a week and a half ago. So, no, they don't. They do okay. talk okay. about, in that DS9 episode, they do ask about like, wait, these are Klingons? Yeah, what well, happened? Klingons and it's different, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's the, it's the Worf is like, we don't talk about it with outsiders. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think that's a great play on that one. It Which is. I think um, is perfect. perfect. It is it's great. But yeah, I'm misremembering that they talk about that other than... Yeah, it doesn't make sense, right? Well, it yeah. could be sound, right? It could be like there's something about the frequency of the sound that you're making. You're digging into this way too much. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I'm really not. That's how But my... it also doesn't... It doesn't explain why the Tribbles don't like Klingons. No. No, but I think it does explain the other way because sounds like uh, is used is weaponized a lot against people. Like people weaponize sound, so it actually I mean, it, it, it's how my discipline is used sometimes, and I think it's really awful. It it is as simple as saying like they don't like these things, right? Or they don't like soft things, or they don't like the sound is a good. I, I think you're soft right. The sound things. is a good take on this. <laughs> Um, no, it's just the way they react makes it seem like the Klingons are scared of these triples, and it's like yeah, they're they not going to do anything. No, man. no, yeah. It does beg the question of like, it would make more sense, and that's what I'm vague, vaguely remembering from that DS9, which I I, I guess is a false memory. That Worf says something along the lines of like, yeah, they almost wiped out one of our planets or something one time or something. He might something silly say like something that. like he might say something like that, but I think I it's. Know. It's very much in passing, and it's. I kind of think it's like in response to those triples got onto a ship somehow, and they reproduced uh, so much. Yeah, it was a maybe that's it. But it does. I think that was it. I vaguely remember Klingons like having a history with them, but that would explain this. But it's not in this episode. Yeah. No, no, um, no, no. So. So yeah, I would very much like to see the cut of this episode with the DS9 people in the background. <laughs> I would like to see that like inner cut episode. I would, I would watch fun. that too. I think that'd be really fun. Where <laughs> <laughs> you just, where you just see Dax and, and surely <laughs> someone has made that right. Like that can't be too hard I, to splice like, together. That's kind of what I, what I would think. I'm like, surely somebody's done it. Where I can watch Trouble with Tribbles, but you also you see 
You see all the DS9 cards. Yeah, you see all the DS9 people just hanging out in the background. (laughs) I I I have fun with that. They reuse like the same angle on some of these scenes. Oh right? yeah, so that would not they be hard to cut. Exact, yeah, they do. Oh, I know. Boy. No, I, I, I'm sure it probably exists. Somebody has had to have done that. I, I trust the world <laughs> in that, in that sense. Somebody's done this. Hear that, dear listeners. Listeners, <laughs> yeah. if you know about, if you know about somebody who has cut the trouble with tribbles <laughs> to include the background DS9 folks, please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Because I Please. would like to watch Send it. Send us all an email. Info at 3 to beamupcom <laughs> Yes, thank you. Or post on the Facebook page. Whatever. But, like, thanks. Because <laughs> uh... it would just, it would give me joy. But, yeah. Because that's a, that's a great DS9 episode, too. It is a great it really, It's so good. <laughs> it's, you know, and the, and the time police show up. And they're they're so grumpy. That's why we have time police. The time police are always so grumpy. Yeah. Kirk 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 is the reason we have time police, and is anyone surprised? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Space whales. (laughs) (laughs) I love space Uh, whales. Good times, you guys. Good times. I love time travel. I really do. Oh yeah. I think yeah. (laughs) And there is a, there is a, uh, I think, a cultural idea that Star Trek uses it all the time. And, and while they yeah. use it a lot, it's still what? It's Maybe still like not. three times in original series and then once in the movies. It's just because the episodes are twice, so twice, iconic. Twice, I'm sorry, twice in the movies. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, they become so iconic and important that, yeah. It's like, it's like Kirk becoming a womanizer, right? Like when he does, it's really important, so then it's iconic. Well, and it's these episodes, right? Trouble with Tribbles is definitely on that list of, you know, yeah. a friend wants to watch mm-hmm. five episodes of original series. This is no question on that list. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Um, for sure. And this is, this is one of the ones that won a uh, an Emmy. Is that right? Do I, am I remembering uh, that right? I, I don't know. It was it was nominated for a Hugo. Okay. But I don't think it won anything particular. I didn't notice it having won anything particular. I read through Memory Alpha, and I didn't see anything. But it was nominated for Hugo. But lost to City on the Edge of Forever. Ah. So, yeah. I mean, it was... Which, of course it did, because City on the Edge of Forever, as we discussed, is the best episode of TOS, possibly of Star Trek of all time. So, of course it did. It's hard to beat TOS. Yeah, it's true. But this is such a fun episode. And I kind of remembered it being a little bit, like, dumber than it kind of is whereas it, it is much more enjoyable than than absolutely absurd and ridiculous so i i was happy to rewatch this and be like oh no this is really just a fun episode that's very enjoyable from start to finish no it's just a hundred percent okay yeah okay which is lovely <laughs> one thing i'll mention um before we're done i don't know abby if you saw the um uh, in particular, the stage makeup with the lineup, the fight makeup. That makeup. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I thought you'd have a comment. <laughs> I I was alright. So my I makeup bet it looked classes, really good in, it, on those small mm, TVs. Mm. I <laughs> I was never that great at stage makeup. I'm just not very good at it. I passed my stage makeup class 
by the skin of my teeth and going in for extra help. Like, it was, it's not my forte. However, I think even I could have done bruising better than this. Like, I'm not that good at it. I'm pretty sure I could have made this look better. (laughs) It's, it's a, a choice, I guess, which I know it's hard to judge the makeup a lot of times because they were working for a much different screen and aspect ratio and like like it I understand that but it is sometimes I'm just like you didn't even did you even try (laughs) like whatever and maybe it looked different on screens at the time I'm sure it did I don't know I don't know but yeah it was mm, mm. I I'm kind of sad that Koloff Koloff, when he shows up in this episode, which is, of course, uh, Trelane from Squire of Gothos. Um, but he oh, was supposed yeah. to... Oh, my... Can we stop and just oh, think wow. about that? Oh, yeah. Wow. I, I, I thought forgot that. Was, oh, I knew he God. looked familiar. Wow. <laughs> I told you. I didn't go to memory alpha this time. I, I Well, I recognized familiar. him wow. anyway, because as soon as he showed up, I was like, hey, Squire of Gothos. I mean, Koloff. I mean, Koloff. You are Koloff now. Um, but he was, after this episode, he was meant to become, like, a recurring villain and be kind of the foil for Kirk. And I'm kind of bummed out that didn't happen. Like, it would have been yeah. fun to see Koloth show. And, I mean, he shows up in DS9 later, and he's, like, friends with yeah. Jax and stuff. But, like, and it's the same actor. But I was just like, oh, Koloth, oh, you did stuff. That's oh, fun. I didn't know oh. that was the same actor in DS9. They yeah, got a few the people actor. back. They on, did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and for the um the triples, the guy who gets who's the double agent, the Klingon double agent. Yeah. Um, yeah. he yeah. also shows up in the DS9 episode. He's also there. Yeah. Oh. So because like, he yeah. he's the one that goes back in time, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the right. older version of himself goes back in time to stop to his younger self from you know, yeah. yeah from getting caught um, and stuff and defeating Kirk. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. But, but Koloth was meant... Yeah. Um, Trillane, Koloth, Koloth was, was meant... Oh. Well, yeah, that, that actor, actor is so good. William Campbell. Who is that? William Campbell, yeah. Greatest yeah. Trillane, he's... but so good here, too. Yeah, he's so good in this. He's he's great. He's a great character actor. But yeah, and then yeah. the other thing is, Sulu isn't there, because he's off... Um, Takei's off filming Green Berets, which is why he's absent for oh. a great deal of season oh. two. So that. that's a lot of uh, stuff that was originally meant to be Sulu in season two ends up being Chekhov because Takei is off filming stuff. So, yeah. So a lot of Chekhov in this in this episode was meant to be um, Sulu, but what it works so well as Chekhov. It does. It does well. though. It does. <laughs> yeah. It does. I kind of wonder if uh, Sulu is meant to be like uh, Ohura's buddy. Um, on yeah, the that's which station. makes sense like, with season one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> But um, the Chekhov still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but it's Those fun because my... instead, yeah, Chekhov's like this the little kid brother that like tags along. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> talking about Russia. Yeah, as um, he does, as is his want. So I've got a game for us. Um, how would you guys okay. like? To, well, okay, the prize, I, the prize is not a triple, but I'm assuming both Aww. of you would love to own a, a triple, right? I kind of would. Of course. Um, so the question is: I looked up auctions of um, you know authentic uh, tribbles with provenance um, from this episode, and the most recent. Um, well, there's a few, but um, yeah, the most recent. Regular size, non-moving Tribble 
Uh, the last time it was auctioned, it, it, at least according to Memory Alpha, was 2011. Okay. Um, but how much would you bid for a regular-sized, non-moving triple? How much <laughs> in... would I bid, or how much do I think it's sold for? How much do you think it's sold <laughs> yeah. for? That's fair. <laughs> Um, bid price, so not including buyer's premium, but just bid price. Uh, I'd say a couple I, hundred thousand. Oh, I was going to go about 1,200. Oh. <laughs> so you're off by a few and, orders of magnitude. Um, <laughs> Abby is substantially closer. It went for $5,500. Really? Um, that's it? There was, at, at the same auction, one of the walking triples. Um, that one went for fourteen. Oh. Um and then a more recent auction in 2012 had one, uh, one of the baby tribbles went for, oh, where did that one go? Uh, only 750. So. Yeah, poster session. <laughs> <laughs> People don't got as much money to blow on tribbles. Well, it's one of the small baby ones too. So, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, but well, did they save story. them all? Like, or did they just like throw garbage bags of tribbles? <laughs> they say that they kept, um, they ended up like disappearing from props. They, people took them home. Like it was, it was one sense. of those props because there were 500 of them. They yeah. said they put them like in the, in prop storage and they just kind of disappeared. Slowly, <laughs> yeah. I think well, that's... like they're small. They're small. Yeah, they're small. Like they're easy to take away. Like I totally understand like that prop disappearing. Through yeah. Years. Like absolutely makes sense. It also <laughs> would be challenging then to find one with provenance, right? Because exactly. it's going just, so that, that also yeah. increases the value, but yeah, I'm sure you could buy tribbles online. I'm sure there's an Etsy shop just cranking out tribbles. Let's, let's... <laughs> I would not doubt it. It's true. I'm sure a tribble would be pretty easy to get. Also, a tribble would be pretty easy to make. <laughs> oh yeah, you could get some. Oh wow, those look good too. Ooh. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just did a search for tribbles Etsy, and uh, one of them there's a seventeen dollar one that comes up that looks pretty good. Just saying. I mean, they wouldn't be that hard to make. I'm like, I could probably make a triple. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They're not that hard. Well, but, in our annual Christmas exchange. I think the problem <laughs> is that some of these just end up looking like toupees. Um, <laughs> so I think that's the needle you have to thread. Uh, yeah, there's it's some good looking. Round enough. Wow, there's uh, some good looking tribbles on Etsy. All right, solve that problem. <laughs> and we are happy to promote your Etsy shop if you want to pay us. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> man, this episode is this episode is a lot the rails. of trolling for for sponsorship. I would love sponsors. Anyway, so do we think? So who's the antagonist of the episode? Is it the triples? Is it the double agent? Like what? I, I think, think it's, it's the, the double triples. Agent. It's the oh, triples. we're in disagreement, right? No, it's the double agent. We don't even the, know there's a double agent until they uncover him at the end of the but episode. But he's the one with the nefarious plot. The Tribbles are innocent. But the Tribbles are the ones that move the plot along, right? They're the... the mm. I don't know. That's true. I guess, but... Because I, they, I don't, think... they don't solve the, the problem with the double agent, right? They don't uncover that one. They uncover it at the end, but after it's been solved, right? The Tribbles eat all the poison grain. The Tribbles figure out that, like, that that plan That's is foiled true. by the Tribbles, not yeah, by... Yeah, but that makes them not the antagonist. That makes them, like, the hero, in a way. Hmm. Because <laughs> the, the problem is the poison grain. And that's... Like, the grain is why they're there. And that's a result of the double agent. 
who's yeah, but not I mean, very good at his job. The Tribbles do as much damage to the grain as the double agent, realistically, right? No, the Tribbles I think are the going double to agent eat. does way more damage because, like, he was going to poison millions of people. But he didn't get to. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I think the trick is that when we talk, when we have like the double agent or the poison grain, if you were watching this the first time and I said halfway, 30 minutes into the episode, I said, what's the antagonist? You'd say, uh, I don't know. Um, you wouldn't say the poison grain because that's only re- revealed super late. Um, yeah. And you I wouldn't agree. say the double agent because that's only really revealed super late. Um, no, but that's why we take account the whole episode as a whole. We could have a double antagonist. No, I want to go... I I was going to say double agent maybe at the beginning, but for many reasons. I'm going to say Tribbles just because... Partially because it's in the title, and partially because Tribbles as an antagonist are more fun than the double agent. And realistically, let's say, <laughs> well, they are probably more much more I'll powerful. Probably much more powerful. Yes, I would agree with that. Like, I, I'm oh, going to go with Tribbles. Tribbles are terrifying. Just, just for... Just for fun and whimsy, I vote Tribbles as the antagonist. Sweet. <laughs> um, then the question is, where where do they go? That is the question. Alien powers and psychedelics, maybe? I was... They're an hmm. animal. They're an animal. I mean, it's not to say these categories are firm. Um, right. But that's I, I, that's why I kind of like alien powers. Because I kind of like that. I'm just pulling... Okay, I'm just pulling one out here. Parman. If you release Tribbles on Parman's planet, um, that'd be a problem, right? Yeah, they'd probably eat all the plants that are, like, psychotropic and, and <laughs> give them powers. powers and stuff. <laughs> oh my god, would the Tribbles get powers? What would they do with them? <laughs> well, but they would just float them all off the planet. Could they effectively do that, though? Yeah, they're, they're like, telekinetic. Or they just, like, would they get overwhelmed with numbers? Because, right, one of the tricks of Tribbles... That seems to be is like they have a in their native uh, on their native planet. There must be predators to just eat tribbles constantly um, yeah, to keep their numbers. That's in what, check. And that's kind of what Spock says. Yeah. That's what it seemed like. Yeah, I agree. Um, that it's a numbers game, right? They're a prey animal, and they're surviving yeah. by just overwhelming with numbers. Um, so, is there a is are there a number of tribbles that Parman would have trouble throwing into space? And I think the answer is yes. <laughs> Um, but I don't know. See, the problem is, I think any of these people could really defeat the Tribbles. It just depends on the circumstance more than anything. Yeah, like the Horda. Right. The Horda could like melt them. Uh, vampire Cloud could like suck out all their blood, and so could or was that Sparkles? No, Vampire Cloud. Vampire Cloud. Pl- yeah, yeah, Vampire Cloud <laughs> is a predator, right? And this is a prey animal, so I think they would. <laughs> Probably be pretty cool on a planet together, um, yeah. until the tribbles over over farmed their uh, environment, I suppose. Um, oh, that's true too. But yeah, I mean, could so could the tribbles defeat like the Romulans? And so we're talking about Romulan Sarek there, top of the. Yeah, like I mean, yeah, it's it's I don't it it all depends on the situation, right? Yeah, and there's a lot of the radiation unknowns. from the comet could also kill him. There's a lot of unknowns of like, if Scotty had beamed them into space, would they die? Um, we don't know because in um, the freaking uh, new movies, 
treble blood like brings people back from the dead. Oh, is that one of the things? Is that does that happen? <laughs> yes, that's how Kirk comes back to life. Is that that was triple? No, that was something else, wasn't it? I no, forget. it wasn't. I haven't seen that movie in a few years, but okay. Um, it's yeah, it's triple blood. Mcoy comes up. Well, with that's it. non-canonical, but um, <laughs> to this episode, it's definitely to this episode. Yes, um, it's definitely canon, and then it's can it's Calvin universe canon. universe. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those where the, they're they're created as a joke character, right? I, almost in an anime sense, right? Um, uh, you, you, I'm, I'm assuming the two of you have probably watched less anime than me, but. Um, you often will get these characters that are just like so crazy powerful and it's a joke character um, often that has all these powers. Almost a, a Superman, Mr. Mizoplek, right? That that sort of character. Um, that It kind of feels like that's where they're going with Tribbles. That, I don't know. There's a lot of unknowns about Tribbles. There are. I mean, if their blood brings people back from the dead, they're way more powerful. <laughs> yeah, but we can't talk about that because that doesn't have any bearing on this episode. I don't and know. It isn't, it isn't, no, it isn't brought up in this episode. We have to treat yes, our, our antagonist list as information we gain from the episode, not from canon in, in, overall. In the prime Otherwise, timeline. that gets nuts. In the prime timeline. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think, okay, I, I'm going to toss out something else here. Um Omicron Seti 3 plants and space amoebas are things that, if released on a planet, could kind of slowly take over the planet, right? Yeah. Um, that feels like where Tribbles, if you release some Tribbles on a planet I... and you didn't catch them quick, they'd slowly take over the planet. Yeah, and that's kind of where I was looking originally when we started talking about this, is around there. And they're like, not doing it maliciously, around... right? The same as like the SETI right. plants. Right. The same as the just... But SETI space amoebas and the Omicron SETI 3 plants both travel through space by themselves, whereas it seems triples need to be transported. Mm, right. That's okay. fair. So then they go lower on the list, which is fine. So vampire clouds, sparkles, comet radiation, Gorgon. Again, I think, I think the vampire, vampire cloud, cloud is a numbers game, right? That we're talking about triples, not a triple. Um, yeah. you're very quickly going to have thousands of tribbles and the vampire cloud, right? It, it, it's going to eat some of them. And I think one-on-one, -on -one, the vampire cloud is going to eat some tribbles, but pretty soon it's going to be a planet of tribbles and one vampire cloud. Mm -hmm. um, That's true. It would be the same as if so you just under... released like 50,000 gazelle well, we on a planet with one We line. don't know how much blood the vampire cloud could ingest. <laughs> is it like infinite blood? <laughs> It's not infinite. I don't. We don't. Know. We also don't know how much blood a triple has, but the vampire <laughs> cloud does spend time killing people. It doesn't just happen instantly. So I'm That's thinking, true. leaning towards above vampire cloud under Omicron seventy three plants. It's kind of where I'm looking. Okay, let's do it because we've been talking about this. <laughs> we for have a been while. talking about it for a bit. <laughs> I think there's a cluster in here that are all very, very similar levels, and it's just... Yes, I would agree. And, and, and to Chelsea's but point, I... that it is very, very situational. That we could... Yes, absolutely. So, bingo-wise... Bingo-wise. Do you think that there's enough here? There's really not that much here. I really there? do not think so. There is not a lot. For such an iconic episode. Yeah. 
Like, agree. Bones doesn't drink. At least we drink. got the Klingons. Spock's there, but he doesn't really do anything Vulcan. Um, they don't use, like, w- engines or weapons or... Does Spock show emotion when he's cuddling the I thought and about tranquilizes that. him? <laughs> and I think I would say yes, Chelsea. That's what I thought, too. That he does for a split-second break there and then shakes himself out of it and puts the triple on the table. Yeah. And that's why they all look at him. Yeah. And they're like... <laughs> I think I'm right there with you. But he gets tranquilized by this. I <laughs> don't think it's enough. I agree. I don't think it is either. And Klingon it's, show it is up. strange because these iconic episodes do usually have more, I feel like. I guess I always forget the wording on, like, visiting admiral or whatever we call it I well he's definitely a dick this guy <laughs> counts maybe depending on that wording but anyway i don't think we have it yeah agree okay um i have clarifiers so uh spock showing emotion was a clarifier so you right. guys yeah. agree yeah. that spock shows emotion i was kind of there too i thought it was kind of funny yeah um and then the <laughs> That's visiting point, yeah <laughs> visiting ambassador alien admiral whatever is a jerk i would i would kind of say that the bureaucrat is kind of in that role yeah. and he is a super jerk. on that wording so yeah. I would definitely on that wording i would give definitely. it yeah, yeah. yeah all right um and then the last one i have okay do does a tribble's crazy reproductive proclivities equal space powers mm, kind of yes Okay, I'm good with it. <laughs> I, I, I knew I wasn't going to get any argument from Chelsea, but it's the conversation that McCoy has. And, and I'll, I'll say it is McCoy saying, I don't know. It does it. it I don't know how it does it. It is the, the sort of black box of we observe it happening, but we can't explain it at all. Um, bi- okay. Biologically or whatever. He just says, this happens? I don't know. Um, <laughs> and that's, I think, the definition of space powers, right? Where somebody, like, does something crazy and then it's, they don't even try to explain how they did it. Okay, that's fine with me. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, we did not get bingo. We were two away, two, two. different ways. <laughs> what, I, what did we need? <laughs> Which is way. kind of a bummer. We needed, um, for one way, we needed Vulcan mind meld and Uhura oh. singing. And the other way, we needed Kirk making out with somebody in a Kirk speech. So we need, uh, we need stuff. But we need to really, do more. Yeah, there isn't a lot this episode. I didn't have any that were in the episode but not on the sheet, so there's that. Huh. Wow. Um, but uh, Chekhov claiming stuff's invented by <laughs> the Russians. <laughs> um, Klingons sure. are there. Klingons <laughs> are there causing trouble. Spock does say illogical very early in the episode. Huh. There's a captain's log, Spock showing emotion, visiting person is a jerk, space powers, and then, of course, the recurring actor with um, Koloth and or Trelane, whichever you want. Um, and I think there are a couple background actors as well that are the same. Uh, so, yeah, so we, we, we didn't really get it, but there there wasn't a lot this episode. There really just wasn't a lot. <laughs> so, but but a delightful episode all around. Yeah. It's so good. Um, Such a good episode. That I don't think we're going to top next week. So let's find let's, out though. There's but not, let's, let's, boy. There's a few good ones, like, but yeah, but we just oh, blasted yeah. through a we whole just, bunch. We just yeah, straight really two ones. really. really <laughs> we did, ones. we did get through some really good ones lately, but um, but the, yeah, there aren't, on, there aren't a whole Spock's lot left brain. that are like complete. Come on, Spock brain. <laughs> oh well, we are going to uh, uh season three. Um, yes. I don't think I remember this episode. Ooh, what is it? Um, 
It is season three, episode 13, Elan of Troyes. While oh. transporting an arrogant, demanding princess for a political marriage, Captain Kirk must cope with her biochemical ability to force him to love her and sabotage on his ship. Huh. Mm-hmm. So, I have uh, no memory of this episode. <laughs> she's the one, she I. looks, um, she's got great costumes. Well, Costume Corner should be delightful. Oh, yeah, she's this, is a, this is another Klingon episode. Oh, oh, cool. Well, more Klingons. It is? Um, Apparently. There's Klingon ships in it, so I'm just skimming oh. I'm skimming the plot. Um, oh, okay. But I don't remember the Klingons. I haven't seen this I, in a long time. Yeah, I, I do not remember this, this one. This one, yeah, boy. At, at all. I remember her, so. and I remember you're not supposed to like her, but I forget really everything else. And Except she, ha- she looks great. She has great costumes. Huh. Yeah, this one does not ring any bells for me. Yeah, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the images on Google search. I the the woman looks vaguely. Familiar. Yeah, I guess the costuming of, mm, yeah, huh? Elaine, yeah. But but that's that's I'm not remembering anything else about it though. Nope, got nothing. I got nothing. Oh well, we'll find out. Because uh, we're gonna have to watch it, so it doesn't really matter if we remember it or not. Um, so, <laughs> lovely listeners, don't forget you can follow us on your social media of choice: um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Although we live most on Instagram and Facebook, uh, and email us if you like info at freetobeamup.com. Uh, and we will see you next time when we hopefully remember what episode this is: uh, season three, episode thirteen, Elan of Troyes. See you then.